Welcome to Tucson New Thought. So last year when I heard this song, I did not really know then how relevant it would feel today, those lyrics, you know? Uh, you know, Because I think we're all feeling a little trapped in our lives right now in various ways. We're all feeling you know, limited in the way we can express and experience the world. And boy, howdy, I'm sorry that I brought this into my consciousness to make this the, rea- the, 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 re- the uh, reality of the world that we're living in right now, just for the purposes of being able to talk about this song. So I apologize to all of you for that. No, I'm joking about that. <laughs> I mean, I have talked about this, this, this experience of the, uh, of the uh, uh, virus that's going around and said, you know, there is a collective thing that was happening below the level of awareness, I think, a collective consciousness that was unfolding below the level of awareness that has led to this experience that we're all collectively having now. But here's the great news is as we, are, as we have become illuminated by this experience, it is the opportunity that we now get to take to know something new, to know something new. So yeah, although I feel like we all feel a little bit like that captured eagle, the truth is we are all born to fly. There are no more clinging vines, no more feeling bound. That's all an inside job. That is a job of the mind, first and foremost, because as we teach a new thought, everything starts in mind. 100% of things start in mind because we are utilizing the infinite creative mind of the divine. That is our mind. We are utilizing it for our purposes. And as we identify ourselves with that, we change the experience of our life. And so I will hold firm to that notion. I see the light of a clear blue morning and everything's gonna be all right. Everything's going to be okay. And isn't that ultimately the story of a great teacher? Isn't that the story of a great teacher? And I imagine you know who I'm talking about. Um, Of course, who I'm talking about is Attis, the consort of Sibylle, a Phrygian goddess figure. Is that not who you thought I was talking about? (laughs) A couple of centuries before the common era, uh, before the common era, before the common era, uh, around 200 BC, a cult has popped up in Rome, and this cult is dedicated to Attis, the consort of this goddess figure. Now, Attis is born of a virgin, and dies and is reborn annually. The festival begins on Blood Friday and culminates in a celebration of resurrection. Sound familiar? So there's the origin of Easter. There's the origin of Easter, really. Or, or perhaps uh, it's a celebration of the goddess Ishtar, a Babylonian goddess of fertility. Ishtar, Easter, you hear that? Or Ostare the great mother goddess, or Ostara, the Norse fertility goddess. Notice there's a lot of fertility in these concepts. And so Easter, of course, is a celebration ultimately of rebirth and renewal at springtime. And the point of all of this is to say that it's all metaphor, and that's the understanding that I take. Because what it really comes down to is the the, uh, man who a few centuries later would truly change the world. Now I think you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes? You guessed Saul of Tarsus? 
<laughs> if you guessed Saul of Tarsus, you're the winner. Saul was a Roman Jew dedicated to the persecution of early Christians. And one day, Saul is on the road to Damascus. And on the road, he sees a vision of Jesus. The resurrected Jesus appears in a great light, and Saul is struck blind. Three days later, his sight is restored, and he is a convert. He, he converts himself to the faith of those whom he once persecuted. And as is common in stories of conversion, Saul changes his name to Paul. And so many people will understand that St. Paul is who I'm talking about. And he, Paul, begins to tell everyone. He begins to tell everyone that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. Now, he teaches uh, Jews and Gentiles alike, which was not necessarily what the path of Jesus was. Jesus was a Jew, and Jesus' concept was that this was to be kept within the faith, within, within the chosen people. But Paul is really the one who takes it to the Gentiles, and ultimately, that is the creation of Christianity. But what is a Messiah? What is a Messiah? The term Messiah means anointed one. It means the liberator, the savior. So, I could continue with a history lesson, or I can really delve into this meaning. I think it's really relevant. I think it's really relevant that all these stories have common ideas at their core. And those common ideas, of course, as I've said, they're rebirth, renewal, reawakening, renaissance. We are all, each and every one of us, I think, going to experience a personal renaissance when we move through this time that we're experiencing right now. We're going to experience a rebirth of sorts. And I trust and pray that that time is soon. As it correlates to the spring season, that's why the images of Easter are eggs and rabbits, very fertile, right? The stories also speak of freedom from bondage, just like the song today, just like the song today. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not a historical scholar, I'm not a biblical historical scholar, so I'm not gonna claim to know which of these stories may or may not be historical fact. That is less important to me than understanding that these stories can illuminate something within each and every one of us. And ultimately, that's what we stand for. That's what New Thought stands for, to deepen into our understanding, the metaphorical and metaphysical approach to understanding the traditions of the world. Easter, for me, is a reminder. Every year it comes around. You know, I, if you, again, if you follow my, my weekday videos that I do every single day, uh, you will know that I, uh, I'm a practitioner of the Lenten season. And what I have come to understand is that Lent for me means let's eliminate negative thinking or let's embrace new thought. Because what I know is that as I move through those 40 days and 40 nights and come to this glorious morning of Easter, it is a reminder to me that I am not relegated to the confines of my physical form. I am not relegated to the confines of any form. I am something greater. Within me is something greater. Within each and every one of us is something greater than the limitations I perceive. And it is in perception that we experience limitations. It's all perception. Perception. 
And so if we are looking to move through, move past those limitations, the first thing we must address is the perception that limitation is a necessity in our lives. I get to break free of the bondage, and each and every one of us can break free of the bondage of destructive thinking at any time. Those perceptions of limitation, all they do are the, is they create the experience of destructive activity in the world. It's the only way that limitation ideas flow forth. I have nothing to be saved from, by the way. I am not looking for a savior. I am not here to be a savior. I have nothing to be saved from. I do not require a savior. Do you? Now, okay. I will say there's one thing I do require saving from. I do require that I recognize myself as a savior for myself who saves myself from my own destructive thoughts, my own destructive ideas, my own limiting ideas. The true resurrection is the death of any belief that we are separate from God. That's the true resurrection. Resurrection is remembering who we are. That's why these last three days of Lent I've said, love only, forgive everything, and it culminates with remember who you are. When we remember who we are, when we know we are the infinite divine presence, when we know that we are that absolute creative nature, that energy of unfoldment, that energy of evolution, when we absolutely root that into our hearts and souls, oh, life just gets better. It just gets better. Remembering who we are is important because we are consistently bombarded with other ideas of separation. It's all around us, everyone trying to tell us, every advertisement, everything trying to tell us that we are less than. You know, and that's the whole point and purpose of advertising. It is to tell you that you are less than, and in this item over here, you can be more, right? I don't need anything out there to make me feel true, and more, and liberated. That's an inside job. So I reject advertising, except when I don't. Because <laughs> it still has an effect, right? I can still get swept up in that. We all can, it's super easy that we can all get swept up in it. But I am here to tell you there is nothing out there in the world of form that will have any bearing on the truth of your beingness, the truth of who you are. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Not even the words that I speak on a Sunday. You have to make the decision for yourself what is true for you and what is right for you. That is an inside job. Now my personal ministerial mission is to eliminate the perceived gap between the human and the divine. The gap, that gap, that distance that we somehow think exists between God and us. It's an erroneous idea, and it is completely in perception. There is absolutely no separation. We are that infinite divine power showing up as form. To do this, to be able to awaken to that nature, to that understanding within us is the activity of Christ consciousness. Now we talk about Christ consciousness with one of the candles, being the path of love, Christ consciousness. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It is akin to a title like Messiah. 
Jesus the Christ, Jesus the anointed. And we can all, each and every one of us, choose to take that title and wear it and understand it for what it is. Are you ready today to take on the title of the Christ? Are you ready? I can stand here and engage my own mind to deepen into the understanding that I am Jonathan the Christ. Linda is Linda the Christ. Karen the Christ. Don the Christ. Our work, our work is to deepen into the principles of understanding that we are anointed just because of who we are, because we exist. And I do believe that this notion, this understanding of connection with the whole, this understanding of essentially unity with all that is, is expressed, it's expressed in myriad ways, it's expressed in some fashion in all, religious, uh, in, in all religions, in all faith traditions. There's some core, that is, that is the divine thread that I talk about with the candles. This is what everything leads to. Now today, today is about the manner in which these concepts were expressed by Jesus who said, the kingdom of heaven is within. Jesus is speaking to his state of mind, to the state of mind of each and every one of us, the state of mind, the infinite mind, that which is ineffable and ultimately unknowable. Our state of mind, when we understand that the kingdom of heaven is within, gosh, life gets better. Jesus also said, the Father and I are one. In that, he is speaking about the divinity of mankind, the divinity of each and every one of us. Now, people will say, but he said, I. The Father and I are one. Well, he's utilizing the I as the greater I am that I am, which is inclusive of all. He also said, it is done unto you as you believe. And he's speaking about the law of cause and effect. Jesus was teaching new thought. That's what he was teaching. Jesus never said that these ideas were exclusive to him. So today, today, if I offer you anything that I invite you to walk away with, it is this. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. As I go about my day, as I experience people in the world, as I remember who I am, it sure makes it a lot easier to remember who everyone else is as well. And as I remember who I am, as I remember who everyone else is, the world becomes a little bit more loving, the world becomes a little bit kinder. And I think we can all use that. Today, remember who you are Rise above limiting concepts of yourself. Rise above the limiting concepts of anything in the world of form. Rise today, more so than ever before, and shine forth as the light of the divine. I can see the light of a clear blue morning, and I know that it is you. 
I know that it is you. In Matthew, it says, you are the light of the world. That's an infinite truth to hold close to your heart and express every day. So today is the day. Today is the day. Take the responsibility upon yourself to recognize your anointed self. Let it shine. Remember who you are. Namaste. Hello, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of My Sunday Message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, www.tucsonnewthought.org. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.